0: From research by Potomac and the Conquer Risk podcast, this is Who Charted? Welcome to Who Charted? My name is Manish Khada, and as always, I have with me Dan Russo. Let's get after it, sir.
1: Six charts in six minutes. Let's go. I think a big theme that you're going to see in all six charts here is that it is a U.S. large cap story. So uh, we can kind of see that in the global Dow index, Uh, third week in a row that the global Dow has closed below its 50-day moving average, the red line on the chart. Now, in theory, the structure of the uptrend off of the March lows from last year remains intact. A little bit of a kick save last week uh, with the week Monday open and then the rally for equities across the board throughout the rest of the week. So uptrend still intact, but wavering here as we close below the 50-day or the uh, 10-week moving average for the third consecutive week. But to me, the real story here is the relative chart bottom of the screen there. Relative to the S&P 500, the global Dow has just been unable to gain any sort of upside traction when uh, a lot of the value and a lot of the international markets started to work higher in November. Global Dow went along for the ride. However, it has subsequently stalled. Uh, here in the March, April, May time frame is now moving lower relative to the S&P 500. So once again, U.S. investors seem to be rewarded for maintaining a home country bias.
0: It's an S&P story. It's an S&P story. That's the title of who charted this week. As you can see on the top, I have the S&P 500 that consistently making uh, is making new highs. And on the middle panel is the Russell 3000 advanced decline line. And below that is a continuation of Dan's chart with the S&P Global Dow. Listen, you can look at breadth, you can look at internationals, you could look at things like transports. There is deterioration underneath the surface of the market, but it doesn't matter because the way the S&P is weighted, you can have the S&P continue to rise higher. And ultimately we're in this business to make money. So if the S&P is the only thing that's going up, then just buy the f-ing S&P and stop messing around with all these charts. This is the theme right now. Will this continue? We'll see. But the bottom line is right now it's an S&P story. There is deterioration, but who cares? Just buy the market and move on until that story changes.
1: And with it being mostly an S&P story and understanding how the S&P is made up, uh, the biggest weights in the S&P 500 are largely for the most part considered growth stops. So, if you look at the SP 500 growth index, this is a daily chart, right? We closed on Friday at record levels, actually closed at the top end of the weekly range. Nice, steadily rising 50 day and 200 day moving averages. And every time this index pulls back, the 14 day RSI never reaches an oversold position. The traditional definition of oversold being a 30 level on the RSI never gets there. So that tells us that uh, there's still upside momentum. Uh, Behind the move in prices and what's interesting now is we're knocking on the door of relative highs against the S&P 500 uh, growth is on the cusp of of surpassing the high uh, that was reached last September. I believe it was actually September 1st. So 11 months of kind of going nowhere on a relative basis that could change. And this is a huge week if you look at some of the individual names that are scheduled to report earnings.
0: I have the S&P on the top and the volume ratio on the bottom. And the volume ratio is basically NYSE, advancing volume, divided by declining volume. We look at a lot of things at Potomac when it comes to the market, especially market internals. New highs, new lows, advanced decline, as well as volume. Something that's interesting that happened recently is one of uh, what we would consider a volume burst so basically when advancing volume over declining volume reaches a certain point in uh, the last 60 days uh, you have this upward thrust in the market as you can see from the chart this happened way back uh, around the the march lows and then against uh, again in june and it's interesting that it's happening now at a new all-time high which a lot of times these volume bursts sometimes happen coming off of bottoms right intuitively you get this big thrust higher Uh, so you know, at least in the short term, you have the S&P making a new high, you have a volume uh, burst as well. You know, you, you got you to gotta respect the data. And so who cares about the de- deterioration when you're getting this kind of uh, activity in terms of volume. So just something to keep an eye on here as we move forward.
1: All right. So we talked about growth uh, breaking out. A lot of times when you hear growth, you immediately think technology. But I think uh, you have to be smart when you're thinking about where you're looking Within the technology landscape, as we've said, it's very much a U.S. large cap story, taking a look at the S&P 600 Information Tech Index. or so small cap tech had a monster run uh, in the fourth quarter of last year, along with the rest of the small cap landscape, but has effectively done nothing uh, throughout uh, the first half or first seven months of 2021. You can see that we've gone from a nice steady uptrend into this sloppy sideways consolidation, moving back and forth above and below. 50-day moving average, 50-day moving average, about as flat as you can get. So, being selective obviously makes a lot of sense. All right, growth doing well. That doesn't mean you just blindly blindly look at growth sectors of the market. You still have to kind of drill down and and think a little bit more, um, a little bit more objectively about what's happening. And within the small cap landscape, tech is a solid uh, sideways pattern. A lot of opportunity to chop yourself up and get in trouble.
0: So, Dan, you and I were talking the other day about the Bollinger Band indicator that we have, and you had mentioned, you know, what's funny is every time it comes to the lower end of its Bollinger Band, it's actually pushing up against the 50-day moving average. Now, these moving averages, you know, look, they're out there, people talking about them a lot. Sometimes they don't work. I think this is just an interesting chart in in, in the sense that every single decline recently has been bought up and it coincides with the 50 day i mean it's just amazing how in the markets in turmoil people are freaking out over these three to five percent declines and they're getting bought up every single time how long will that continue who the hell knows but the trend is in place and as long as there's a trend in place you got to ride that puppy until it's over and so we'll see what happens going forward but we'll be back to talk about who charted to let you know how it goes dan anything else
1: That's it, everyone. Thanks for uh, checking out Chartered. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and and hit the like button. We'll be back to you soon with uh, updated thoughts. Thanks, everyone.
0: Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast.